Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos host since 2018, and today is February 20th, 2021, and we're talking about the lunation cycles every month, new moon, full moon, this time the full moon's first, and that particular date, it'll be, in, it'll be a Virgo full moon at 8 degrees and 57 minutes, and then It'll be a Pisces new moon much later in March on the 13th at 23 degrees. So we have lots to talk about. And now it's time for a Moonbeam Team. Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam Team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, Certified Astrologer, Sacred Healing Counselor, Taroist and Numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. I'm Catherine Metcalf, Professional Astrologer, Intuitive and Tarot Card Reader. I am very blessed to live my passion by offering individual consultations and teaching classes at a local college and online. I love to talk and write about the planetary dances and how we fit into it. I have been lucky enough to be featured on NBC, Cosmopolitan Magazine, and Huffington Post. My goal is to educate, enlighten, and empower you. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, Energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. And so the chameleon of life goes on, yes, as we are changing. We always begin every panel session with a comment that each one of us makes, uh, some synopsis of what the energies are about. And, of course, it's moons. I, it always takes me a little off guard because I think, oh, my gosh, that's what we're doing and what am I thinking? Um, it's not premeditated, I must say. But I will say that because it's an emotional process, I mean, it's it, the full moon is in Virgo, which involves Mercury, uh, with that, um, with the moon. That 
it's really a matter of of releasing the secrets from ourselves. Like, what are those? And to our to ourself that we don't even know. So, who would like to go next? Sarah? Can you hear me, Sarah? Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I just okay. had to unmute. So, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of, um, I love how, um, how these, these moons are very strengthened by, help to strengthen the emotional body and, um, both strengthen and open it up to receive new. And I'm, I'm really excited about these, just the energies of these, and we'll get into that in a bit. That's great. Catherine? Hi. Hi. Yeah, yeah are, we, are we just commenting on the, the full on moon? Some, no, it could be anything. It could be new or full. You could do, I mean, you could do the new moon if you'd like. Just some little, and I hadn't perhaps explain this because I realize we're still digesting the whole process of the show but it's as though you're looking at a mural and you notice one thing and you go you know I like that or that I think is important or mm. what about that so some some okay. idea about some old yeah tibble, tidbit. Tidbit. Yep. <laughs> exactly yeah e- exactly I think it's I think what's cool about watching the um, energy of the moon is that one always leads to the other, right? We're like on this continuous path of planting new seeds and then watching it grow and then harvest. And yeah, it's it's cool. And it plays out in our personal lives and globally. I love that. It's a story, isn't it? That's yeah. exactly what the yeah. moon is. Yes. And Liz. Well, with the Virgo full moon, it's like organizing and releasing as the moon is in the eighth house for the East Coast. So, and I've been doing some of that myself. And so it's like joint resources, time to do your taxes, but then also your own personal finances and and values. Back to values. It's so true. Well, let's see. And for the folks uh, in our audience, we are using the East Coast uh, chart that is at 3.17 a.m., and that's February 27th, which is a week away. You know, often when we present the show, we're, uh, the, the, the moon cycle is very close, but in this case, it's a whole week away. So, But still, that energy is close, is significant. So the moon is in Virgo, early 8 degrees, and... Um, opposite the sun, and I guess one of the significant, well, Venus is very close to that sun. So when we talk about values, it is a matter of perhaps the consciousness of more awareness looking opposite from the moon standpoint, isn't it? Where we're calculating, we're thinking, we're um, introspecting what what are the values of the Piscean energy, which is, I think we had brought up music sometimes is a quick antidote and maybe more too, there's the shadow side, you know, what can we control over what doesn't seemingly seem to be in our control? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I always look at the full moon as a culmination or um, an ending, you know, um, and or a release, 
So when I see the full moon in Virgo, I feel like it's a time for us to let go of our perfection. You know, this this idea of perfection. Virgo likes everything in perfect order, nice and detailed, very organized. Um, but because it is a culmination, so the culmination could be, yeah, maybe we get the um, the closet organized. But then there's also a release. So then you actually move stuff out of the closet and you donate it. So you're releasing what you don't need and then you're helping other people along the way. Well, that connects. Just today I was surveying in our new space what could be eliminated. Yeah. And now I, you know, sometimes it's not conscious. So I'm glad that you brought that up. It's like supports the need. It's like there's a, function to this i want to get i think and would you all agree that we're getting a getting a little more willing to accept the unknown because if we get rid of something we may not have anything to replace it but Mm -hmm. we're ready do you think that's part of it or in the chart well lots of times releasing something makes room for something new right yeah Yeah. so if, if you're full it's like there's no room for something new yeah, And sometimes we don't even have to be aware of what the new thing coming in is. It could be a project we're working on or anything. Exactly. And, and well, looking at this chart for the new moon. Oh, boy. You know, Mercury. Or the, the full moon. Are we starting with the oh, full yeah, moon? Oh, yeah, the full moon, full moon, full moon. Sorry about this. I'm looking at it too much, not too close not speaking out but you know mercury is right between jupiter and saturn and of course uh those two are um, the rulers of the nodes but saturn's giving that definition isn't it to create new new boundaries or new uh yeah, new, new new boundaries, structures. Yeah, new boundaries, structures, better filters for all the influx that's coming in. And yeah, I just, I think it's just, this is a really powerful full moon in my opinion, just because it's got all this potential and capacity for balancing polarities and opposing beliefs. Um, it helps just to strengthen that because of that mercury... Um, is just so strong where it's placed in in Aquarius there, and it's pulling from it, it's fully integrated what Saturn wants, and it's got the full flavor of that, you know, the structure that it needs, and the the determination, the fixed determination, and it's coming into that Jupiter um, to really expand on that, and it's part of that Yod configuration. Um, so it's um, and, and explain a little bit about the yod because that's something that maybe people a lot of people don't yeah. really focus on, but it is where you have a sextile, I mean, a, a connecting energies that are also related to one that isn't understanding the same kind of parameters or. Uh, yeah. But if you look broadly enough, there is thought that it can connect, but it's a juggle. Sometimes you, you can't do all three at once. So it's really a very um, um, f- 
uh, flexible. It needs to be flexible. And I think why they call it the God's finger, right? Yep. Uh, yes. Finger of God yeah. is because in order to really obtain the full capacity of it, you need to elevate to the highest alignment to really see the full potential. Yeah. And Mercury is, yeah, Mercury is the mediator and it's, it's imbued with all that, you know, the, the polarity of that Saturn and Mars and it's being recognized um, by, of the healing wisdom of Chiron there. So it's, and when it aspects to stimulate that Virgo moon, it, it really makes it so it's able to articulate. I think Virgo's brilliant at being a scribe for articulating what is, is needed and required. Um, So all the concerns. Yeah. Yeah. So even though, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I hope that was okay because yes, I was confirming that it is, um, a hopeful, even though we were saying it, you have to juggle it, that with Saturn's structure and the need to express and the need to be innovative through perhaps some trauma and crisis. For instance, Texas is having, well, the entire United States has been swept, I mean, on a collective scale, and these are collective signs, you know, one considers Aquarius is the larger social order. Um, that people are experiencing some real difficulty. So the idea is how to uh, restructure and coordinate. Well, Saturn can be about maturity, so dealing with things in a mature way of what our wounds have been and perhaps any work people do now will have great results. Yeah, I think there's a real healing factor with this, the yod, mm-hmm. with the finger of God, mm-hmm. you know, with with the Saturn and Jupiter coming together, being able to communicate what they're going through, you know, to um, articulate what their wound is, right? Mm-hmm. And then being able to get a healing from that. I think there's potential for healing with this. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, and then... In the chart, Saturn is the leader right now because all the planets are answering because Saturn is a final dispositor of everything in the chart. So oh, so it's leading a new role. I think Sarah brought that idea to me. We did a little talk yesterday on Now Chat, and it was that the new role. So, yes, has a new capacity because it's the final, final voice. Yes, we can say it's a dispositor. So it's like he's the leader right now, and he gets the last say, so to speak. And healing, I love that. We could go all night about this. I think when it comes to Virgo, it does rule the sixth house naturally in that mm-hmm. um, health. Uh, yes, yeah. so important. You know, we had talked um, earlier too about how this full moon started with the new moon in Virgo, right? September 17th of 2020. And so, and that's when they just started working on the COVID uh, vaccinations. And now that we're at the full moon, 
you know, now we've got, um, now there actually is a vaccine that is actually being put into the arms of people, you know, to help with the, to get that herd immunity thing going. So, yeah, so we've seen that from beginning to culmination, which is cool to see. Yes, it's nice to see things that are put into action bear results. And mm-hmm. really that follows through with one of the emphasis that we're pulling in more and more with this panel is reflecting on past cycles of the moon, which in this case, I think, Liz, you've been calling is the um, lunar gestation cycle. So thank you. That's really important. I mean, it brings it right to home. If we're talking about healing, what's the big picture? Sarah, what are you thinking? I know you're thinking something there. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm so, um, but I, I was also looking at this Venus, you know, um, Venus is in opposition to this Virgo full moon. And you know, Venus is the idealist, but she's very powerful in Pisces. She's just so ethereal and effervescent there. And um, and he, although she's combust the sun because she's right in the beams there, um, meaning she, it's very it, close for the very like, close. Well, no, yeah, yes, so it's not as can't so see it at night. Get, so yeah, you, she doesn't. She's not able to shine okay. as brightly herself, but she is flattering the king, who hears that message of compassion. And um, so I think this this full moon has a strong theme of doing the right thing is very satisfying. Uh, just finding the right thing to do and following, following the right path has a very satisfying feeling, more satisfaction than usual. Must have results. It must have yeah. some tangible results. Yes. Now, Liz, and you were going to jump in and, and do you remember what you were going to talk about with the last comment? Well, I'm going to just comment on what Sarah said that, you know, the moon and Venus are the female um, planets, if you want to call them that. And so they're in opposition to each other, but Virgo and Pisces. So it's like, you know, like if you say that you want to organize something, but have compassion with yourself or compassion with the project, it's like, you know, don't push yourself to exhaustion. It's like maybe the project needs to take longer. So it's like have compassion for the project and yourself. And then That's the other exactly, good advice. Yes, what Catherine yeah. was saying. <laughs> Healing. You're right. And then yeah. this um, full moon is the midpoint of the eclipse that we had November 30th at eight degrees of Gemini. And then the next eclipse will be May 26, 21 at five Sag. Aterius. So it's like we're kind of at that midway point. So I like to just kind of be very observant of what's going on because that's where like at a square, basically it's like, or or the halfway point, it could Mm -hmm. be the culmination. It's like, what's going on? Um, And those were lunar eclipses. That's fascinating. That happened to be right on my birthday on my solar return. So that's a very, um, on a personal basis, and remembering, too, that we're talking about mutable, so we can remember as an audience, the fact is is that uh, the, the nodes are in mutable Gemini Sag, and right now we're talking about full moon, so that would be a way to look at it. 
So the healing, so it must get back down to what Catherine was saying too, as a focus, just to remember here, of how, what are we going to heal that started last summer and for uh, fruition, we might say, for three months from now or for Sag, yeah, in June, when the mm-hmm. ne- May, May, June, when the next one May, I'm um, 26, okay. will be the next lunar eclipse. So it's like what you know was put into action at that lunar eclipse you know how how's that all coming about i'll bring up a point that that was brought up during our little pre-chat and that was i think Catherine mentioned it where this ver- you know, assigns very much to what the compassion that sarah's talking about and the all of our everybody's talk as a focus and that is that this virgo moon opposite the the Pisces sun of compassion, let's say, it's learning to integrate for the spiritual in our everyday life. So by throwing those things out of the closet, whether it's in our brain or people or <laughs> thoughts or however the, the process is, and I mean by people, it's like we can... <sighs> Judgments. I think judgment mm-hmm. comes a lot with, with Virgo. Mm-hmm. So yes, like just yeah, getting rid of that. Yeah, and then questioning to the curb. <laughs> and all the planets are below the horizon. So I would say that we're all thinking about things instead of maybe speaking out as much about it. But there's even on world views, there's like a lot going on behind the scenes that maybe we're not aware of, but will be sometime in the near future. Mm-hmm. It's an important process, yes, of doing that. And on a personal level, you know, take time out for yourself, whether it's to take a long bath in a a salt bath or meditate or take a walk or just get enough sleep. And Mm -hmm. exercise, too, because Mm -hmm. being an earth sign, it is very physical. It seems to me that one of the sports people often have uh, Aries, Mars or else sixth house. Isn't that true? With, I think. um, So, yes, that would support mm-hmm. because for some reason if some people um, yoga or exercise might be good but I mean just getting out and really physically being active can I mention the Sabian symbols oh for this? please yeah. yes please yeah. so um, because this is so close to 9 degrees it's 8 eight degrees 57 minutes so I just went from jumped up the Sabian symbol to 10 degrees Virgo. So, and that's two heads looking out beyond the shadows. So, and that can symbolize two groups of people having different perspectives. Hello, Democrats and Republicans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or it could be, you know, just an internal battle that we have with ourselves, right? So, um, but there can be arguments or stalemates that can lead to inability to make a decision. So the message with it is that we must be open to alternatives. We must be willing to step into the other person's shoes, which I loved that visual with this Virgo moon and the sun in Pisces. Um, It's the ability to negotiate, which is Virgo, and to be flexible, which is Pisces. And that's how we go from the shadow into the light. Wow. Negotiate. So some of the uh, review, some, that's great. We have a few minutes and let's talk about this because 
the symbolic business really goes along very well with Pisces again, right? Because it, it is spiritual. It is the the greater forces that we're not in control of. Um, and also we were talking about all the music, whether it was um, John Lennon's belief or um, we are the world and, and all these other issues. But uh, so the two heads, because that could be, again, the whether it's the twins of Mercury between mm-hmm. spirit and matter or whether it's the um, karma of Capricorn, you know, mm. getting uh, perhaps our judgments um, being mo- morality is what I'm saying. It, not judgments, but being where we're brought to task for something that wasn't in the best interest of people. Mm. So many ways, you know, that's all I'm saying. So Mm -hmm. what was this again? What would, how would you reinterpret? I'm eager. I think um, whenever there's a full moon, it's always an opposition, right? Full moon and the, and the sun. So I always think that it's an opportunity for us to find the happy middle ground. So they're both going to have opposite. They're going to have opposite opinions. It's about bringing it together the best of each one, bringing it together and then moving forward. That's very grounded. I like that. There's my Mercury and Taurus. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Practical, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true because every time it's the reflection from that moon, from the sun's energy. Mm -hmm. Liz and Sarah, yeah. Well, this chart has a grand mutable cross, which is with um, Neptune at 20 because the other ones are at 15 and 16 it's starting to you know kind of separate from that so um, Vesta of home and hearth in Virgo in the 8th house the north node in Gemini in the 6th house Neptune in Pisces in the 2nd house in the south node in Sagittarius in the 12th house so the polarities of the 612 and the 28 um, the two eights values Ooh. and resources and the six twelve is work and health. And, you know, maybe we won't have to stay as at home as much, you know, the pandemic, the vaccinations, isolation, it's all kind of what we've been in, but Yay. it's like kind of starting to separate now. <laughs> yes. But, and the necessity though, to focus on our routine day life, yes. you know, how do we, and our neighborhoods, our close group, Okay, this is the Moonbeam team on February 20th, and I'm with Liz Mouchette, Catherine Metcalf, and Sarah Strongly. And I'm Sue Rose Minahan. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Pisces, ruled modernly by Neptune and by Jupiter in traditional astrology of the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on the equality of all humans and brilliancy, Pisces concludes the 12 signs that energetically encompass the entirety of the universe where humans have no control. As a mutable water sign, represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions of the forces of life, we experience in Pisces the collective unconscious energy of the unknown. Intuitive, psychic Pisces completes the seed cycle, 
initiated with Ares' willful separation from the Piscean womb. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. While a show has gone live from Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m., beginning March 7th, the show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. In addition to the schedule change, Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Greetings, this is Susanna Lobier, licensed acupuncturist, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet. Hello again. We're back and we were just talking about the Virgo full moon on the 27th of February, which is still a week away unless you're listening to it. But that's and we are going to continue with the Pisces new moon, which is on March 13th, 2021. And that in New York or the East Coast, anywhere, Eastern time, is going to be at 521 a.m. And we're choosing, you know, it's like, where do you choose the the chart time? Because you can always adapt it by hours to your own time. But it is um, indicative of the United States, and we are broadcasting from the United States to our friends everywhere. And we're so glad to have you join us. And please comment at any time. We'd love to hear from you. And, you know, I I am thinking of the idea that moons are stories. We brought that up earlier. Catherine was mentioning it. And we, it's our emotions of our, of, of our stories of our emotions, the stories of our events. How do we piece things together? And, um, Interestingly, just looking at this chart, the last one that was mentioned, Liz was mentioning, and, and I don't need to say who mentioned these things, but I'm trying to bring credit to where credit's due, I guess, or something, or involve all of us. But it was below the horizon, meaning it was on a personal basis. There's these focuses of looking at astrology. Well, when you look at this chart from the East Coast, it's on the Eastern side. Astrology, the chart has its directions, very very important in astrology because the the actual uh, hor- horizon and the meridian have the four directions, which is a ancient metaphysical uh, healing structure with many indigenous thought. So back to this chart, it's all on the eastern side, which really means that all that deep thinking are not just thinking, but feeling in. And we can elaborate if people feel like it, but the involvement of what's going on for me, personal, in, in the center of oneself is now being exhibited as a self-energy moving out into the world. And it's Pisces, 23 degrees. So back to the idea that it's full of compassion and 
a love boat, huh? <laughs> is it? Mm-hmm. It is. I love the the chart for the new moon um, on March 13th. And it is peace, love, and birdseed time. So come on out, all you hippies. <laughs> Get your tie-dye. <laughs> That's right. Wear your tie-dye that day. <laughs> at least smell the air. You know, I often think air takes in such, it's like a fragrance, the, the, whether it's the ocean or the mountains or the grasses of the gland and the everything. It's, it's just so delightful. It's a whole story in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm an air person, but yes. There's so many um, planets in Pisces that day. I mean, the sun and the moon and Neptune and Venus, like all the sweet happy spiritual you know planets um and when we were talking about it before i kept seeing that visual of every that old pepsi commercial or whatever it was with everybody standing holding hands and singing we are the world that is how this one feels to me oh and it's tight four degrees i mean that's a good conjunction yeah they're Mm -hmm. all really Yep. They're yeah, rubbing I, shoulders. Yeah, I like to emphasize that it's on a Saturday, too. Um, but it's just super, I agree with you entirely. It's just a supercharged moon with creative and visionary, spiritually connected with all these conjunctions to the compassionate sun, the exalted Venus, and the dream catcher planet of Neptune. Um all clustered together and peace, love, and happiness. Kumbaya. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the power of Pluto is in a sextile and it's appreciating and it's lending to all of this a friendly support for this moon to, to really reach for and, and a, a helping hand to reach for what you're wanting. And Mercury is the midpoint between these two. It's the bridge. And it's it's especially brilliant at this degree of Aquarius um, and Exalted. So I just think it's, it's perfect for connecting to the translation of the higher vision, the planning process, and aiding and moving and connecting with moving you know, needed resources. You know, really, how could I express this quickly or simply? I don't know if it has to be quickly, but as listening, I'm thinking sometimes people might think, oh, that's all sweet and lovely. But the fact is there are moments in time where that aspires we talk because we're talking energy and we're talking a reflection of the cosmos that's offering an opportunity and to really take stock that a new moon, of course, there's philosophy, I mean, both, as we had said, releasing with the full moon in order to make space for the new moon. And with the new moon, to make those, that, that oppor- it's an opportunity to, to, to ascribe to one's highest dreams and capacities, a dream catcher. Boy, that really stood out for me. So this isn't insignificant. You know, each month we have a chance to reboot our internal compass so i mm-hmm. i'm taking this seriously i'm thinking oh boy 
Well, and yep. with Venus conjunct Neptune, I would imagine that people are wanting to get out and visit, or if you're single, to maybe have a relationship. Or this to is even- when, yeah, this is when Valentine should be rescheduled too. <laughs> <laughs> And if you have a relationship, maybe you want to make improvements to it. Um, This new moon, it's like you can kind of imagine it. And I would say write it down, Mercury, or say it out loud, or find a song that represents it, or some pictures, and manifest it. Mm -hmm. Sing, sing a song. (laughs) You know, I mean, really, do we sing enough? I think. Yeah. In fact, that was one of the hardships with COVID was to realize that choirs, you know, because you expel and by singing, of course, forces it out. Somehow, I think bands have managed, but I, I mean, I used to do a lot of music. And, um, so I have some sympathy with this compassion because it isn't voice and singing. When we think of sonnets, so many uh, of our literature is from that that form, and there's great uh, joy and sorrow. I mean, from either the blues or uh, songs or or so are joyful. You know, hallelujah or else, oh dear, weary me. You know, it's like either way, it, it really is a cathartic. Um, didn't you bring up? I think Sarah something about the weepy films. Thinking about cathartic. Oh, yeah. It's what just was that a, comment? Yeah, it's just a, a great time to do those really heartfelt Disney or other Hallmark <laughs> themed, you know, romantic or heartbreaking movies and just have a good cry. You know, it's just very there's there's actually enzymes that are released from the liver um, that help detoxify your body when you cry. And mm. it just Sometimes we just need to get it out. And you sometimes know, a good movie will help with that. And, yeah. Yeah. Beaches. That one still gets me. <laughs> <laughs> the movie Beaches, that, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think, this, of, um, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. No, no, this, no. This new moon um, does not go void, of course, until six hours after uh, when what Sarah had said about um, Pluto sextiling the sun and moon. So it, it won't go. It, so you have six hours to work on it, on well, your manifestation idea, and your desires. That's positive. And the idea of Pluto helping in support really does give the full spectrum that transformation is for our better good. And to get that kind of support without a harsh lesson or signature or sign because really it is becoming sensitive why do we do this we do this so that we can understand that it's a confirmation that some of our feelings like me wanting to get rid of my stuff yes it's time to let the new in and so i think mm -hmm. and pluto's in that 11th house so it's your groups and friends and Mm -hmm. the new moon's in the first house so that can help you and the first house is about self so ask your group your friends and groups or how you're networking to help you or assist you or agree yeah. with you. That's, that's beautiful. Cause it can that be very Pluto, simple. Yeah. That's, that's a really good message that Pluto gives us the ability. I mean, you you can get, um, there's a healing aspect with that again, you know, with being vulnerable 
with all that Pisces energy, putting yourself out there, like on Facebook, you know, I'm seeing more and more of that of people going through stuff and they're putting out there what they're going through. And then their groups are coming in with that Pluto energy going, hey, it's okay. We've got your back. We believe in you, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's more of that. The power of love and kindness can transform us. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I was also going to add that it's really good to start up even now uh, with the practice of telling the subconscious to remember your dreams as you lay down to sleep and then write them down as soon as you wake up in the morning. <laughs> so they just don't evaporate before, you know, they just kind of evaporate in the ether if you don't really make that send mm -hmm. your your subconscious that message i i am going to remember my dreams poke poke um and i'm going to double down on liz's suggestion to plant intentions because this is a really really good time to do that um mm -hmm. about dreams because i've loved dreams since day one and some of them are my best friends. I remember them all. I mean, not all, but these, I have a whole handful of precious ones. And so I've looked at different, um, you know, books and whatnot about it. And one idea is, there's two ideas. One of them, well, one idea I say, and that is to look at your hands at night. You look at your hands like this and you imprint them. And then when it's a process because actually drawing, as we've all probably written our dreams down, it becomes a stronger muscle. You know, you do have that reflex and memory if you mm -hmm. scribble it or you get a method. Some people talk into a microphone, you know, unless you yeah, that can help. scrolling. Yeah. So the, the, anyway, that makes it lucid. There is that idea. Um, and the other one I was wondering about Emoto, you know, the, the scientist Emoto, the Japanese scientist. The water guy. Yes, the water guy. Mm -hmm. and now, I may be getting all this mixed up in my brain here as far as a so correct association. I apologize. But the idea is you take a glass of water, maybe it wasn't him, and you drink half of it with your question. And then the next morning, I you drink that. the other half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, regardless, Emoto is great. But in that case, you could perhaps say, I am remembering my dream. Drink it. And then I'm going to try that. And then the next morning, drink the other half and scribble it down. Hmm. Yeah. Just and don't even, drink a whole lot because, you know, you don't want to have to have that emergency break in the middle of the night when you, could be, <laughs> it's when you should be running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even if you remember five or six words, you know, then the next time maybe you'll remember 10 or a couple paragraphs. Yeah, it's it like, doesn't always somewhere. It doesn't consistently work, but it's like, like you said, it's like a muscle. You, you just work it and work it more. Mm -hmm. It's better over time. And it does bring in this fact of the validity of the nonlinear. And I think Pisces has that strength that in our society, we're opening up more to as we understand so many of these energies we could talk about that are coming, maybe the grand mutation of Jupiter and Saturn on the 21st in December that's now ushering in 200 years of air energy, which I bring up often, but it is bringing up that idea that uh, we get in information from other ways than just 
linear or uh, ways that we can substantiate and prove in a way. I mean, there's signs that we understand and dreams are one of them. There's many people that have written books over dream, or inspired or done paintings, you know. So it's part of making that room in Virgo so that we can start communicating this way through the spirit that you talked about. And this new moon on March 13th is the midpoint for the solar eclipse that was on December 14th at 23 degrees Sagittarius. And the next solar eclipse will be June 10th at 19 degrees Gemini. Oh, so that was, let's see, that was last December that we had it. And that was, okay, we'd had a new president and it was uh, before the grand conjunction mm -hmm. and we were i know our country was talking about georgia georgia's january mm -hmm. 5th mm -hmm. election that be, was becoming between that and the holiday process on the mind of everybody progressively mm -hmm. with all the hope there for change right for yes. peace and love and birdseed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Build a fountain. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I will say next week, now we're a little early to announce this, but next week we'll have uh, two astrologers from the Seattle area, Karen Wenderland, that has been on various times, and Marsha uh, Bouchard. Bouchard. Yeah, and who's a traditional astrologer. And we're going to be uh, talking very insightful uh, ideas about communication. So it'll be was, exciting. Was Wendy why we're not? No, no. I okay. No, I okay. think we're okay. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it'll be a smaller group. It won't be four. So at any rate, that's, and do subscribe to YouTube. Uh, Talk Cosmos is on YouTube. So right now I am with Sarah Stromley of Redmond at the bottom and Liz Muschette at the top of Camino Island, both in Washington, and Catherine Metcalf of Illinois. Wonderful astrologers of many dimensions. And we're talking about the Pisces new moon that followed the Virgo full moon. So, Catherine, did you look up the Sabian symbol for this new moon? Oh, yes, please. I did. I did. So the Sabian symbol is 24 degrees Pisces. And it says, it's a tiny island seems lost in the broad ocean, but its inhabitants have created a great world. That's so perfectly in alignment with the energy of this new moon. Um, and it's a celebration of each other's individuality. And then they had a little quote um, by Albert Einstein there. And it says, how I wish that somewhere there existed an island for those who are wise and full of goodwill. Beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. Maybe we can make it here. And a boat to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and well. I made my own saying of accept our limitations and our abilities to live a fulfilled and centered life. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. And doesn't that say it because... Yes, it does. That is Can you say that again, Liz? That was beautiful. Accept our limitations and our abilities 
to live a fulfilled and centered life. Nice. And dream nice. beyond and dream, dream, dream. Dream big. <laughs> dream, dream big. Dream big. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in that particular chart, looking at the March 13 chart for folks at 521 a.m. in the East Coast, and of course, that would be on the West Coast at 221 a.m., there's Pallas Athena that is right on the uh, Mm, ascendant rising sign yeah and oh i wanted to bring up another point that on the virgo one mercury that we were talking about also in a great position there that was at that time between let's see let me check that i think it was at one one degree uh, let me see here oh quick sue um no rats yes what was that? Well, okay, skip it. I was thinking it was the same degree as the. Oh no, here it is. Mercury was thirteen degrees Aquarius. Yeah, in so the Virgo full moon. Okay, I won't. I was thinking of the um, beginning of the grand conjunction 26. at zero or one degree Aquarius, but here, mm-hmm. um, Pallas Athena, the strategist, is exactly on the ascendant. So there's really a lot of asteroid feminine. Uh, mental, I mean, she's the warrior that is the strategist warrior of, mm-hmm. of life. So that we, we have the ability to bring that warrior goddess into our lives. Yes, for and move cause forward. and mm-hmm, yeah. to defend, to cause, to, to, to put together. Because in this case, the energies may not be so linear. As I said, not like the Virgo new moon that is organizational and Mercury driven and needs the lines and the mm-hmm. dots. Like you said, not to be too perfect. Color, but- color between the lines, please. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, isn't yes. I don't know if we have time to talk about this, but I know um, Liz, you had talked about the metonic lunar eclipses, right? That are related to this. Um, I was talking about the gestational um, phases, the lunar gestational phases. Well, I know but, we made notes about 1959, 1978, well, so, 1997. Yeah, I, I brought up the metonic. It's a 19-year cycle. It's okay. exact same degree. And when it comes to eclipses, it's in a pattern of four or five years. Now, this particular one is not, but I think Sarah brought up the years that were at this degree that were Yeah, I, I, I have a few that examples was, that kind of resonate mm-hmm. with that, with our upcoming full moon this coming weekend on the okay. 27th. And um, Amelia, in 1932, Amelia Earhart, she made her first transcontinental nonstop flight. Um, One of my favorite ni- heroes. I know. And then 19, 1952, uh, the first transcontinental TV broadcast was made by U.S. President Truman. And that was covering the Japanese peace treaty that mm. was occurring at that time. And what's what kind of tickled my brain on this one was that there's still a hoard of gold that Truman secret, secretly approved um, to search for 
of the Japanese emperor at the time that's believed to still be buried in the Philippines that's still being sought to this day. <laughs> and this is for the Virgo, you're saying? At, Virgo at full moon. Degrees? Yeah, that, yeah. that eclipse degree um, right in there. And then in 19... 19- 70 Elton John made his first US musical appearance. So, and he, he was a big splash here. Jimi Hendrix was also doing stuff around this time too. It was very historical as well. So, yeah, yeah it would cool. be interesting. It is. It is a interesting uh concept to see how does that thread back because the ones I remembered you had brought up also were for Pisces in the new moon, which is 23 degrees Pisces. And uh, the last one would have gone back to 1997. But, you know, I did not look up any of that historical evidence to see which. I did. uh, Oh, did you? Let's go. Let's hear it. So so here's some of the groovy stuff. So it went from 1959, which is the year I was born. So 1978 and then 1997. So in 59, so this is with the new moon, which is the peace, love, and birdseed one. So with 1959, um, Khrushchev visited the United States when Ike was president. Woo, that's So that was a big deal, right? Yeah, no borders anymore. Yeah, coming to America. And then in 1978 was the negotiations, peace negotiations between Egypt and Israel. So it was Anwar Sadat, Menachem Begin, and Jimmy Carter. Mm. So another peace, you know, related thing. Now, I didn't find a peace one in 1997, um, but I found um, that Wales actually separated from England. So that, again, is kind of about boundaries. I mean, they all were kind of about boundaries, but doing what's right for, you know, Trying to yes. communicate, but then yeah. doing what's right. So, yeah. yeah. So, just interesting Thank you. Stuff. Thank you so much. On both accords, I think this is a fascinating way to start seeing the micro and the macro. And that's continual thread. So, mm-hmm. collectively, we're really <laughs> moving in great dimensions. That's um, And with this so new moon, the planets are still all answering to Saturn. He's the final dispositor in this chart also. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is change here pretty soon. Well, and there was an opportunity, too, for our chance that something big could be exposed. That was a secret because we had Mercury and Jupiter conjunct in the 12th house. They are. Now we have a minute left. And so from that standpoint, we have lots of love and flowers happening. And But the fact is, is that it really gets down to us centering in ourself. If we can get that daily routine of the Virgo energy to open up the spaces and declutter what in a healing process so we can open and connect with our spiritual Uh, energies, which we all are. It's part of our heritage, despite the religions or anything else. It's an endowed fact. So, uh, and get some structure, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you you. all. This is the Moonbeam team. Yes. And that's again, Liz, Sarah, and Catherine and myself, Sue. So subscribe and we will be back. (laughs) Well, we'll be back in the fourth season. It's happening. We're going to go to Sundays. Okay, I got to hang up. 
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.